Hey guys, and welcome to the Hoppy Boys podcast. We are neck deep into season two right now. And mate, uh, Rory, it's great to see you, mate. But first off, before we get into the uh, the fun stuff, I want to um, start off with something a little more official. And um, and that's an apology, mate. And, and this is the first official apology um, that has happened on the podcast. And this one is, of course, directed to Range Brewing. Now, if you've been on the socials in the last week or two, you would have seen a little video that went up on the Hoppy Boys um, Instagram and TikTok pages. And look, it, some some people said I was taking the piss out of range. Now, that's certainly not the case. Um, pro- proven now because I am I'm cra- I'm cracking into a range disco hazy pale. Great beer, great new beer. Going to kill it at Gabs, I'm sure. Um, and I just wanted to set the record straight, and that is I love range. Like range is one of my favorite breweries in Brisbane. I was there the other week, um, and yeah, I d- I just wanted to start things off like that, Rory, because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Um, it's all a bit of tongue in cheek at the, at the end of the day, and uh, we love craft beer, we love hazies, and fuck lagers. <laughs> yeah, and look, I'm sure we'll touch on lagers later in the episode when we're kicking off our chat about beer trends. But yeah, look, when I was over in Brisbane recently, Adam and I moseyed on down to range, and I can assure you that they can put together a cracking beer or fifteen. So yeah, we didn't uh, stick around and try it the whole range, but. I uh, have had a few experiences also with some tap takeovers in WA, consuming some of their big, heavy-hitting Hazy mm. Boy, 12% plus, I add. And uh, yeah, delicious beers, almost too good. They just go down a bit too easily, particularly when they're serving pints. at uh, I'll, I won't name the bar in WA because they might get in trouble. I'm not even sure they're allowed to serve pints at 12% beer. We'll, we'll make a TikTok That's- about it later. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but I was uh, not going to be great after that, to be honest. But, yeah, amazing beer. They uh, really have sort of led the charge in that space, I would say. And there's obviously a few other breweries who are who are following suit. Um, but, Adam, I'm sure we're going to touch on the Haze Train fairly soon in this episode. Um, yeah, look, beers. So where do you want to kick things off, mate? A bit of a review of 2022? Chew for 22. Hey, I'm Adam. And I'm Rory. And welcome to the Hoppy Boys Podcast. A place to talk beer, frothies, brewing, lager, hazy boys, and frothies. So thanks for coming. Crack a tin with us. And let's find some true hoppiness together. So, well, obviously, yeah, this time last year, we were kicking off our new beers resolutions episode. Um, if you if you caught that, you would have known we made a few predictions into the new year about where craft beer was heading in twenty twenty two, and um and Rory, I think we should we should hold ourselves accountable. You know, we're not going to just brush over it because of of course we got some of these hopelessly wrong. But um yeah, let, let's let's definitely have a look at both of our predictions and um and just yeah do a little review of them. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one straight at you, mate, because you were you were throwing a bit around about low alcohol slash no alcohol beers making a rise and potentially even becoming part of breweries core range um how do you think you went on that one mate well i'm glad uh, i'm getting raked over the coals first um but i think this one i would say my prediction was pretty accurate so whilst i can't specifically name any breweries with a low alcohol beer in their core range uh core range i think i said a beer less than 0.5 percent I would say that 
it's just been you know a phenomenal rise of low and no alcohol beers right across the industry so it's been a lot of companies that have been specifically producing these beers you got heaps normal you've got a bunch of other ones no <laughs> so about big drop so big drop that's the one i was trying to think of um and then also you've got so many different breweries who have been dipping their toe in the water in the space and i think it's been a massive advantage for for these breweries um Gage Roads do have their Year Boy, which yeah. I actually think probably is a core range beer. I'd have yeah, to actually yeah. specifically look to see, but I, I'm pretty sure it is. And yeah, look, I, I'm going to give myself a tick in the give box tick. for this prediction. And I think we were sort of talking about it just before there was this real wave of momentum in this space. So yeah, I think we uh, we hit the nail on the head there, mate. Yeah. Definitely, mate. Um, just walking up and down the aisles at Wool- Woolies and just looking at the non-alc section there, it's ridiculous how many beers are there. You are, even Four Pines is a is a is one that's always on the Woolworths shelf. Obviously, your Heinies, your Carlton's, um, but yeah, a lot of lot of big big players in the industry are jumping on that as well. So it's uh, pretty pretty cool to see. Um, moving moving on, mate. Obviously, I I said a couple of things that are probably a little bullshit, uh, namely that lagers would have been overtaking hazies and the haze train was slowing down. So that was uh, that was probably my major prediction and my major um, fuck-up, I would say. Yeah, I would agree to some extent. Um, I don't think the haze train has slowed. I think it has carried on. But there's definitely a lot of chit-chat in the Facebook groups and just at breweries in general that I've heard around – the lager movement is starting to gain a bit of momentum. So mm. I don't think the haze train is going to derail, but I do think people are starting to appreciate lagers more and trying different types of lagers. I think that's one thing. A lot of these European lager styles are being kicked around a lot more. You're more likely to see a, a Czech Pilsner or a, a Doppelbock, for that matter, mm. on on tap somewhere or in cans and even like limited releases. I know Adam all in your brewery did the, uh, the Albi Bock, the Doppelbock with a pretty cool can and everything. So I, I would say, I would say like three or four years ago, that would be a huge risk to do that. I don't think anyone would be, be buying that. So I think the lager movement is, is progressing and maybe you just went one year too early. Um, I'll also mention that in WA, there's actually been a bit of a, a cold, well, I heard someone say it's like a cold war of lagering where different breweries are trying to lager their beers for longer to produce ah. sort of cleaner, crisper, crisper beers. So yeah. um, Nowhere Man, they've got their, I think that one's a 120-day lager, I want to say. There's a 90-day one. There's a 100-day um, Pilsner. So they're all... Yeah, just really trying to outdo each other there. Obviously, takes a lot of um, tank space, a lot of tank space. Yep, <laughs> but look, the results are pretty promising. What a great prediction, right? I mean, <laughs> hey, looking also Indies twenty twenty two champion beer, mate. Guess what style of beer it was? Bloody lager, that wasn't was it? A lager from White Bay Brewing. So, look, I, I don't think you're too far off the mark. I think I think it's more around the haze train. Hasn't really yeah. slowed. Hasn't slowed. And I think all, also, it? yeah, I think I also chipped in there and sort of said, I think there might be a bit of a, a rise again in uh, the for the West Coast 
style mm. IPAs that sort of more malt driven, but I don't think that's happened at all, mate. That one is <laughs> well and truly by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. Well, listening listening to the uh, the episode, re-listening to the new New Beers Resolutions episode this morning, you were you were pretty defiant when I um when I made that uh, comment about the hazies slowing down. You were like Mate, I have to disagree. Like you were bang straight opposing me, um, saying the hazy train would roll on. So I'm going to give you credit there, mate. Credit where credit's due. Um, something I oh, haven't decided whether I'm going to give you credit for is uh, smoothie sours on the rise. So that was a, that was a bold prediction. Okay, I think last summer after I had sort of said that prediction, I saw a heap of them at least here in WA hitting the shelves and the tap rooms all around. Since then, this summer, uh, not a lot of action in that space. I would say more of your sort of fruited sours, but the pastry sours, I can't really remember the last time I saw a brewery advertising one or if I was, mm. yeah, looking online. And I, I don't think that's sort of taken off so much. Like, like I think fat. it was more of a last year thing. Maybe I um, came in after seeing like some initial excitement and thought, oh, this, this is going to be a thing. But wrapped up with cheeky look, monkey, aren't you? I, um, yeah, I'm definitely giving myself a cross on that one. So you're saying it's just a, it's just a fad. It's come and gone. Um, it's gone before it even settled down. It's kind of like be real. Just kind of hung around for a few months and then out the door. Oh, is, is be real sort of out the door? Is it? I thought. Are you still doing be real? Well, I mean, we have an account, but I, I think, I think it's lost its appeal. Um, but that, that's yeah. that's that uh, that's a talk back for another episode. I might might discuss that with Dean actually next next uh, next episode or so. But next um, episode. yeah, I, look, smoothie sours. Um, to be fair, I don't think they were ever that big in Queensland. I never really like, saw which is it. surprising. You've you've yeah. got an absolute abundance of tropical fruit over your neck of the woods. Yeah, I know. <laughs> tropical fruit world, mate, just down the road. Would have been perfect. Yeah, maybe it could be like a collaboration, <laughs> tropical fruit world and uh, Bolta <laughs> collaboration. What do you reckon? Pitch that actually, idea. Yeah, when I was doing the, the Bolta tour the other week, actually, um, the reason they don't make any sours is because they're too scared of infecting other tanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, okay. Because I always wondered what That's Bolta a good point. I've actually sour. never, yeah, I've, I never thought about that. They'd almost need another production facility, which, mm. hey, look, maybe they'll maybe they'll do that. Yeah. Um. Because do black hops? Do they do sours? Um. Ooh. Good question. I don't recall one. Don't. And surely they've done a limited. But I. They they do their. But isn't it the a a wall? Don't they do like the? Yeah. So that's all. That, that's that's all barrel age in a separate different yeah, facility. facility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess yeah, sours through that. But yeah, interesting, eh? Yeah. Um. Hmm. So yeah, anyway, smoothie sours, yeah, weird that it was such like it seemed to be such a WA thing. Um Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Maybe it was big in other states as well. I just never really noticed it in Queensland. Um and yeah, and but I think also there were specific breweries that sort of led the charge. Like <laughs> Cheeky Monkey. May I may I repeat, Cheeky Monkey. So maybe it was actually just a Cheeky Monkey thing. Yeah, do you reckon they were just trolling with us? Reckon, was was it ever a style of beer? Were they just completely yeah, fucked? I mean, who who else? There made were a lot it? of who memes around it? it. Cheeky monkey. Anyone else from memory? Uh, <laughs> we honestly, not off. from memory. Have Literally we been taken for a memory. ride here? Yeah, <laughs> I think we've been taken for a ride. Cheeky monkey, the cheeky yeah. dogs. Um, might yeah. have to try and get them on the podcast at some stage, and 
um, yeah, throw these allegations. Please explain. Yeah. All right, mate. Something else I uh, know that you brought up was uh, the rise of the gluten-free beer. Mm. And to be honest, I don't think you were that confident and bold in your prediction. Thanks, man. Um, Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I know that you've got a celiac in your family. So has there been any new and improved recipes coming out from some of the breweries that do specialize in gluten-free beer? It's not sure. Well, um, Two Bays is quite respected in the industry. They've won quite a few gold medals at the, um, at the Indies um, and at other uh, like uh, the Melbourne or Victorian beer awards. They've won, picked up a few golds and they're definitely coming out with a lot of new styles um, to try and compete, well, not compete, but try and offer an alternative for people that do suffer this very sad uh, um, disease. Uh, you know, they've made a stout recently and they've made a few sours as well and a goza and everything. So one thing I have, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of quantify like what, if it's going up, I, I assume that they've probably seen a, um, a spike in sales. But All In Brewing actually just committed one of, one of our taps to a two bays pale ale to offer an alternative to have a gluten-free beer on tap. Wow. So that's that, a big uh, deal. There must, that, there must be cool. people coming in and asking. That is really cool. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, having a few cans kicking around in the back of the fridge. It's actually committing to a tap. So exactly. So oh, I thought that was go. pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, there must be a demand. You're going to give it a go, mate. Yeah, oh, mate, I, I, I'm all around. I've tried most of them. That, they're pretty solid. Great alternative, heaps better than a cider. So, um, as a craft beer fan, um, I think that was all of them, eh? I think, I think so. yeah, the the main ones were, yeah, really the haze train rolls on, mm. and uh, good prediction, and low and no alcohol beer rise, and also yeah. pastry stouts fail to really kick off, other than yeah. WA. Which is well, interesting when you live in uh, WA, which is uh, other than a little brewery down near Quarima. <laughs> yeah, when it stands for yeah, exactly. Then yeah, why did it not take off? Must have got stuck somewhere on the Nullarbor. Maybe the um, <laughs> the truck carrying all the cans of pastry sours just uh, rolled over. <laughs> what what a shame! What a great shame that is, eh? <laughs> Hoppy Boys FC, brought to you by the Hoppy Boys Podcast. Alrighty, well, on the Hoppy Boys Podcast, there's something we love almost as much as we love beer, or maybe maybe more than we love beer, I'm not sure. Depends on uh, the time of year and depends on the type of beer. There you go, that rhymes. Maybe you can turn that into a soundbite. But Adam, mate, you know I'm a cricket tragic, and I know you don't mind uh, bowling a few in-swingers with the old taped tennis ball. Every now and again, loving it. Have you been? Uh, have you been tuning in or hitting the hitting the back back patio recently? Yeah. Um, look, mate. I'm. I tuned into a match last night between the Renegades and the Strikers, and fucking, why the heck did Brisbane let go of Chris Lynn? Seriously, what a machine! Oh, he's unbelievable. Eh? Man. Yeah. What did he get? Like seventy odd runs, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, I think his his last his last three innings, he's hit like sixty seventy. Like he's just. He's just hitting red hot yeah. form again. Maybe the new clubs rejuvenated him in some form, but yeah, he's a he's a weapon. You'd want to have him in your team. 
probably never quite got the go in the Australian team that he deserved, eh? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, not. I'm really not sure how many games he played for Australia, but you know, you think, think it was he'd be picked less than a handful a week in terms of yeah, 2020. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But how's the heat, how's the heat going? That's your team that you support, is it? Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> uh, the heat always you always find the heat uh, at the bottom of the table, and you know what they say: uh, low low pressure system versus high pressure pressure system, mate. So obviously the the hotter one um, sinks. I think. Wait, is that wait? Hang on. So wait, the scorchers are <laughs> top of the table, mate. So there goes your theory. We've uh, yeah. got Mythbusters on the yeah. show today on the Hoppy Boys. Also, can I just say, Heat, what a stupid name. Brisbane, that, that's almost as bad as the Gold Coast Suns in, in terms of stupid fo- football or cricket names, don't you think? Brisbane Heat. Uh, you, you I mean, like I think the Perth, Perth Scorchers is yeah, much better. it's way more I think kind of... Yeah. Menacing. All right. If we're doing this, shall we sort of uh, do a bit of a ranking of the best team names in the BBL? Okay. Yeah, that's good. means idea. that anyone anyone who doesn't really follow cricket can still kind of play along at home. So I'll just I'll just throw it out there. I think Scorchers is, a, is an elite name. I also <laughs> think gone. Strikers. I think okay. Strikers is a good name. Yep. Um, Renegades is sort of mid, mid-table. Renegades um, is stupid. Renegade. Okay, here we go. This is what I don't like. The commentators have taken to calling them the Gades, <laughs> what, shortening they? the names. Yeah, which is unbelievable. I think it's like Howie or the Gades, yeah. Gators Gades. or something. And That's then right. you got the um, they also yeah. I mean the, the Hurricanes, the Canes. I kind of get that. Are you there's serious? They shorten rug- that as well. A, yeah, there's a New Zealand cr- rugby team called Wellington Hurricanes. They call them the Canes. Which I think is okay, um, but there was also one more, which I'm trying to think. They were also shortening them, and I thought, what the heck? So, I mean, th- what else have we got, Adam? Uh, stars. They call them the stars, the R's or something, or the, or the sixes, the X's. <laughs> the X's, no, it's none of them. Um, it must be the um, yeah. Oh, the thunder? <laughs> nah, they can't shorten that one. It must just be the gates. <laughs> All right, what's what's your what's your sort of top? What's your top three then? Um, top three, I would say I'd have to agree. Yeah, strikers, scorchers, and probably even the thunder. I would say. Yeah, I, like, thunder, I, like I would thunder. agree with you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So then, lingering at the bottom of the table, heat, <sighs> heat, stars, stars is wanky. I don't like the stars. Uh, oh, are you Sixes? are you talking the teams that are actually at the bottom of the table, or or like no, I'm talking the, the team name. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think it's it's probably aligns pretty well. Yeah, with, it does. It probably how does, well yeah. the teams are going, to be honest. Um, the Sixers is kind of mid for me. It's okay, um, but definitely the Renegades and the Heat is shit. The Hurricanes is okay, I think. Um, no, Renegades yeah. and Heat, I'd say, yeah, probably the two worse. Uh, and the start, probably the stars, just above that. Yeah, the Hoppy Boys, Hoppy Boys rank sports teams. Tune in next week. We're going to go through the uh, the NRL. <laughs> oh no, that's scary. <laughs> well, I'll wait till winter. <laughs> no, we we can do that. Preseason's coming up. Um, do you reckon uh, are Perth going to clean up, mate? Are you are you confident? Look, Perth are doing well, and they always do well, even when their big names are are out. And that's something that Perth have just you know done well for the last twelve seasons, basically. So 
now that the big name players are coming back for other teams, could be a little bit of a cause for concern. Um, yeah. Now that you're getting the Australian name players back, so Perth have got a few injury worries. We, you know, no Mitch Marsh for the mm. whole series. Jai Richardson is sort of injured, um, but we're looking we're looking solid. So I think we'll likely have some home advantage come finals time, and mate, get down to the furnace, Optus Stadium, getting some pretty good crowds. Yeah, I think true. When finals come, they're really going to fill it up. And I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident. confident we're going to go deep in the tournament. That being said, the Sixers are starting to make a bit of a run for it. I think I, the Thunder are actually a solid team Thunder as look well. All right, I, I actually think yeah. Adelaide are going to clean. I, I think Adelaide. Um, yep. Travis, Chris had Lynn, bring it massive home. get. Also, uh, Colin de Gronholm. I think, I think he might be the leaving after this game. <laughs> but he's been doing well as well. Yeah. Look, to be honest, I think the season's probably a little bit too long and they are looking to reduce it next year. Well, I think yeah. they've committed to reducing it. Yeah. I think that's actually important. Um, I've, I've been down to two games, which were both really like good games, but definitely the season is sort of a little bit too long for me. So, you know, one team could be in hot form at the start of the season and then sort of as things roll on and you have the overseas international players taken off and then the... Aussies come back and then you've got injuries and everything, it can sort of change quite quickly. So, But look, it's great to watch. I love just coming home from work and there being a game of cricket on TV every day, even if you every don't single day, yeah. really care too much about the teams that are in there. You can you know, see a few sixes being hit and everything. So. Yeah, exactly. Happy days. Okay, uh, very cloudy. Cloudy. Yeah. So, so that is what we call a hazy, 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 yes. ha- hazy boy. Mm-hmm. Is it called a hazy boy? Back on, back online, um, mate. You're heading over across the ditch in a well. You're not very long mate, in a day's time. When this when this episode's released, I will be well and truly in the deep south of the South Island of New in Zealand. In the heartland, mate. Wanaka. You're getting stuck into some spates in Wanaka. Yep. Lovely. I'll either be getting stuck into spates or garage project or more likely my dad's homebrew actually. Oh, I think he's got about beautiful. 40 litres or something lined up for his camping trip for three weeks. Oh, my God. He, uh, he even got like a special bottle filler. To get like good carbonation oh, levels in the bottles fancy. that he fills. Okay. Yeah. So um, so he'll be able to either pour himself, you know, a nice IPA or a, an American pale ale, or yeah, don't know if he's got any lager on the go, but we'll uh, we'll see when I'm over there. Part of the excitement, and mate, obviously, are you going to be showcasing any Australian beers? The old man, you're going to take over a four pack or two. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's it. So made sure we got enough room in the luggage for that, but I haven't actually bought the beers yet. So, Adam, I'm very interested in your perspective of, all right, I can bring, let's say, four to six beers over, maybe to showcase, I would say, sort of the wider Australia beer scene as well as some local WA brews. What do, what do you reckon I bring? What do you reckon I pack? Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's tricky. It's a bit of a limit. Uh, you got to, I mean, I would... Say so you probably got a good grip on what WA beers you're going to bring him, but I mean, I would like to say throw a, throw a Bolter XPA yeah, in there at least. I'm keen to do that. 
Um, yeah, that's on the maybe list. Maybe even like a bent spoke cranky or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, like WA beers, I'll be looking at fuck at Feral, you know, beer farm, other side. Yeah. What do you reckon? Royal Hayes? Uh, or well, Royal Hayes or Biggie Juice from Feral? So uh, beer I farm or Feral? Probably go the OG, Biggie. Biggie, yeah. I think you're right. I think also have to think, you know, my dad's heading over here later this year, so we'll be able to go around a bunch of breweries down south and all that. So I think it's maybe Biggie Juice is sort of a lower risk option. It's just, uh, you, you know, you're always pretty confident getting them in cans, whereas uh, you, you really want to have your old raw haze from the source. You probably so, do, yeah. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Biggie Juice, Bolter XPA, um, maybe... Maybe an other side anthem or something like that, an IPA. Yeah. And you know what, mate? I might chuck in chuck in a big hitting big hitting range. Range haze. Something like that. Just to knock him off his feet straight up. Ten percent. Yeah, is is your would you say your dad's? Or a, or like a mountain a, culture. Actually a mountain culture. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you can yeah, for sure. Is he into the hazies? Yeah, he likes a hazy for sure. So Loves a hazy. Actually, loves a red. Loves a red IPA. Yeah, I think uh, Ben spoke to a couple of good reds. Yep. Yeah, their red's good. Um, Other side do a red? Other side do a red. They do. They got the Harvest, which is the Palo, and then they also do the Red Liner. Yeah, Red Liner. Yeah. yeah. I could could chuck in a double IPA or something. The only thing I'm a bit concerned about is I'll take a couple of beers over there, might crack them open, and they might not be the, the freshest or I don't know. In transit, they've warmed up, cooled down, warmed up, but it should be fine. I don't think that's a major nah, issue. No, you'll, eh? you'll be fine transit-wise. It's more so, yeah, just try and get as fresh as possible when you buy them. But, yeah, it, I mean, it's be a pretty good mix, man. If you get a bolter, feral, other side, maybe even a beer farm. If you sit, Like, honestly, I would – I, I I'd always uh, um, speak up about the IPL. I'd be taking them in IPL, but that's just, that's just me. Maybe. I love it. You know what? I can just picture being on the beach in Wanaka – Beautiful, uh, beautiful South Island day, a balmy 21 degrees and just cracking open that IPL. Yeah, could be just a Just come out of Puzzle World. You're like, fuck yeah. Just come out of Puzzle World, yeah. For all those uh, Wanaka tragics, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> just been through the hologram room and you're just craving, a, craving an India Pale Lager. Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> Puzzling World and Pilsners. Could be, I might, they, might, they might even have a bar there now. Who knows? Make it a real family-friendly joint. Yeah, look. No, you're probably right. <laughs> well, mate, it's been a pleasure. Better You better start packing. Packing those better, beers, mate. Just get packing, down to Liquor Shed. Beers. All um, of a sudden, we've got 16 beers in the, in the suitcase yeah. and no room for anything else. Yeah, check the quarantine rules and no, nah, you should be right. Um, yeah, anyway, mate, probably see you in a couple of weeks when you get back. Enjoy have, your have last a great time. couple of weeks of um, January. It's rolled around pretty quickly. Not long till you're heading over to WA. Not long at all. Keen as. Um, but yeah, I'll catch up with you. If I will catch up with you then. Adios. That's another session of the Hobby Boys podcast all wrapped up. Have a great week filled with all things craft beer and we'll catch you next week as we continue on our pursuit of hoppiness cheers